0: Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at keributlercoach.com slash Broadway Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. Her skates on her feet. A man who loved to tease, a ghost who's recently deceased. Together, you and I are Breaking
1: Broadway.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Broadway. Now, as a mom, I don't love social media for my kids, but for performers, I think it's really, really important. From past podcasts we've done, casting directors have come on and said that they look for people on social media. Also, Beetlejuice was literally raised from the dead, particularly because of TikTok. (laughs) Our fan base became huge. The music on the show was huge on TikTok. And I started going on TikTok when Presley Ryan left the show. Um, She was our TikToker. And I thought, oh, gosh, now that she's leaving, I have to, like, keep TikTok going and I did not know what I was doing but you know I I kept trying to do that and now I I keep going on TikTok cuz I think it's a great way to connect with fans and I think again as performers it's a good way to stay relevant so uh my daughter's kind of tell me what to do I was on TikTok and uh, I thought, I don't know if my daughter suggested it, but I thought, oh, I should do one of those, like, reaction videos. So I'm going to, like, put in somebody who's done Fly Fly Away, and then I'm going to show my reaction to watching them sing. So I did that. And our guest today, Emily Kristen Morris, was the first person that came up singing Fly Fly Away. And literally, I do not know what I'm doing. I'm doing this. I look half asleep. <laughs> <and sing it. laughs> but... She was fantastic. I mean, she nailed it. It was an amazing self-tape. And I'm thinking, like, oh, this is, like, some kid who did it. And then I go <laughs> and look at her. Like, after I after I post it, I look at her, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh. She has almost 2 million followers. She's a working actress. She's already done, been the standby in Wicked. She played B in Something Rotten on the tour. And... So then I thought, oh my gosh, this is an amazing person to have on to the podcast. Someone who's like really making it happen for themselves. And then like, I've, it seems like, welcome Emily to the show. Hi. <laughs> it seems like when I look at your stuff, it seems like you're doing everything right. Like your oh, resume gosh. looks amazing. Oh, um, you oh built thank this you. this following for yourself on TikTok. You already have done like a lot of regional theater. It's like, you're a perfect person to have on the show because you're really inspiring and making it happen for yourself, you know so so tell us a little yeah. bit about yeah. like, where you're from and like when you fell in love with theater um and when you knew this is
1: what, what you wanted sure. to do. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I have to start by saying, Carrie, I'm just, uh, like, so grateful and, and honored to be here, firstly. Like, I just think the world of you, and I always have. And my the first show I ever saw on Broadway was Hairspray, my first Aww. Broadway experience. I went with my grandma and my cousin and my mom, <gasps> and we bought the CD, and we went home, and we listened to it all night long. And, uh, oh yeah, anyway, like, you are... You're my Penny. You're you're my Audrey. You, I mean, you're every you are. So anyway, it's just really fun to meet you. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah. I grew up in um, I grew up in San Francisco, California, which is just mm-hmm. the best city in the world. Everybody goes; it's the best. Uh, and the, yeah, I I don't come from the you know theater family at all. My parents are architects. Uh, and, no. uh, but it became clear r- early on that I was, you know, wanting to, to do that and sing and act and all the things. So, um, yeah, grew up doing, so like, was going know, to hairspray like a big trip stuff. for your family? Oh yeah, totally. Totally. How old that were you? A huge deal. My, um, well, it was like what? 2004, I want to say. So I was in fourth grade.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: So, I'm so baby. honored. That I was <laughs> your first
0: Broadway show. <laughs> oh my god, um, the best one. And did you know? Did you know that one. you wanted that as a career when you saw before you saw Miss no.
1: I don't think I knew yet. Uh, I did my first musical around that time, so it was like, oh, I really like this. But I don't think I had made the connection to like, this is what I want to do with my life yet. Uh, I knew I loved it. And I knew I loved the show. Um, I like very vividly actually remember leaving the theater. How old are you in fourth grade? Like 10, 11, mm-hmm. maybe? Um, anyway, I remember I leaving younger, the actually. theater and being maybe younger. Yeah. And asking my, uh, my grandma, because <laughs> there a few moments in the show, I guess this happened, what a rubber was. Oh, What's a oh. rubber? <laughs> talking about it <laughs> anyway Was she like anywhere when it rains <laughs> yeah totally absolutely yeah um i don't think i so knew then, i when uh, did you know you wanted to do this i started doing musicals you know at like children's theater and teen young young people theater um middle school and high school and yeah certainly by high school i knew um i started you know. I went to, like, theater camp, and I went to Stage Door Manor, and that was definitely like, oh, oh. people take it seriously here, <laughs> you know, meeting other people who who cared as much as I did, and that was very formative, I think. Um, yeah, so certainly, yeah, by maybe 14, I think I knew. Yeah.
0: And you went to a great college, right? I, I looked that up.
1: yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to CCM, Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, um, and graduated in 2017, uh, and had a great time and learned so, so much and made like all the best friends in the world. And I, um, so yeah, along with being a performer, I'm also a voice teacher and, um, a lot of like students will ask me, you know, is, is that path necessary? Do you have to get a BFA to succeed? And like, of course the answer is no, right? Like there are so many, I mean, you know this, Gary, there's so many people on Broadway stages with no BFA. In fact, they have, you know, no college degree at all, or maybe they have a degree in something completely separate and, you know, so it doesn't matter. And yet I attribute so much of like who I am as a performer to those four years. I feel like I learned so much and I was lucky to be Feel like I was set up pretty well for the move to New York. You know, my whole class moved together, and you know, we showcased and did the whole thing. So anyway, I feel very, very grateful for CCM. Yeah,
0: I went to college too, and I loved it. Uh, yeah, I just loved mm-hmm. it so much. So, did you get an agent right out of college?
1: I did. Yeah, but I will say, if you don't, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you did something wrong. Uh, I, I, I only got one pretty much, you know, one person reached out and that's who I ended up with. And, uh, I had friends who had lots of agent responses and friends who had none. And so anyway, just <laughs> want to put that out there. Um, yeah. So I got an agent from, from Showcase and not, not my current agent, but I had an agent for, yeah, the first few years in New York from, from Showcase.
0: And, um, did you, when did you get your first like big part that you were really excited about
1: yeah um well okay so I moved to uh I moved to New York without an equity card uh and I mean gosh I hope it's different now post-covid I don't know if it is but um I know a lot has changed but Uh, I I was like really doing that thing where if I wasn't working my day job, I was getting up at 4am to write my name on some list and then sit until 4pm to be told we're not seeing non-union actors. Uh, and I did that like, you know, sometimes three, four times a week, uh, every week (laughs) for like a year. Wow. Um, and felt crazy. I felt like a crazy person. I felt like what, like what's got to give i know i have something to offer i know you know and it's just i i the first year in new york is really hard because it's also just about getting your face out there so that people can trust that you're consistent and so they can see you a few times and um anyway so i had like about a year of like yeah nothing A, a lot of callbacks but nothing sticking um And, uh, you know, you're playing the comparison game, and you're seeing other people booking things, and you're wondering what's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then about a year after graduation, I booked, like, three things. Right off the bat, I was booked for, like, a year and a half. (laughs) And I did two summer stock gigs, and then went straight into a national tour. And that's how it
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people, I... I auditioned for Broadway shows for like ten years before I ever got into one. Really? Um, yeah. But you, yeah. how old were I you can... during Hairspray? I. Oh, during hairspray, well, I, I was old. <laughs> no, <you laughs> I was not. I I was not a kid. No. <laughs> I mean, I had already done shows before hairspray, but I had been in the business since I was nine, mm. and so I didn't get my first Broadway show until right after college. But I, but I had been auditioning because I lived in New York, so mm-hmm. I've been auditioning mm-hmm. all that time, not getting it.
1: Mm. So, yeah. you have
0: to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. For most, pe- most people have to pay their dues. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How did you build up this following on TikTok? Was that something you like purposely tried to do?
1: Not really. Um, Yeah. It's funny because now it's like a whole thing. And I guess you could call me, you know, an influencer, I guess. But uh, that certainly was not that was not the intention um uh, yeah I joined TikTok in 2020 because the world shut down oh. and I was um so I had just got certified as a voice teacher through the Institute for Vocal Advancement and I I had finished national tour of something rotten and I was back in New York and I had just gotten yeah certified as a voice teacher I was teaching like on the side online mostly while I was auditioning and then the pandemic hit and I like you know, all of a sudden no auditions. Right. Uh, and so I, I literally joined TikTok because I, I needed students. I needed more students. And, uh, yeah, one of my like dear friends and mentors was like, there's this thing called TikTok and it's, it's kind of like educational, like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a place to learn and, you know, you could post a little bit about what you do. And anyway, so I, I literally just like, here's a tip to hit this high note in this song and here's you know a trick here's a vowel modification that helps people get through this note in this whatever uh and it like totally 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 blew up and I think I just joined at the right time uh and yeah I mean truly I I joined with the intention of like hopefully I can find some more students because I was teaching online and they can be from anywhere and yeah I mean TikTok has like built my entire business because very quickly it got to a point where I uh, there were many more people wanting lessons than I had hours in the day so now I have seven wow. associate teachers seven associate oh my teachers. gosh <laughs> That's because of TikTok mainly uh yeah like I have a whole business and a whole studio and I I just launched an online course uh a, an online singing program and anyway I mean At this point, it's not just TikTok, but it really started off that way. And I owe that app a lot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I know a
0: lot of, like, in Beetlejuice, we had people whose whose, um, followers grew, you know, substantially Mm -hmm. um, just being in the show. But for you to grow, you weren't even in a show. And for you to grow... In just a few years, to two million followers—that's really astounding.
1: <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I really, I do think I joined at the right time. I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and also yeah. you have
0: something very specific, which I yeah. do think is key on TikTok. You have to kind of find your niche. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's almost like it's almost like um, what I teach is different from you, but like how you find that thing that your special sauce, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. As an actor, mm-hmm. the thing that makes you stand out from everybody else. You have to find that on TikTok too. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Mhm. Mhm. There's a So you yeah. found
0: it. You found this like hole that kind of ne- that really people something that they really wanted. Yeah. And now that now that you've done it, how much do you have to keep feeding the machine, you, you know? I'm, you know, people
1: ask me that question, and I feel lucky because I I don't feel that I have a particularly complicated relationship with social media, and I know a lot of people do. Um, and so I enjoy it. I, I really enjoy it. I mean, sure, maybe there are moments when it's more work than others, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't have gotten into it if I didn't know that, like, making little videos would feel fun to me. Um to which, like, to that point, you know, sometimes people are like, is the only way to build a business. Join TikTok is the only way to be an actor. To join TikTok is the only way. And it's like, no. And if you don't have that no. inclination, don't do it. Because you're going to hate it. And frankly, like, your audience is going to see that you don't enjoy it. So don't do it. It's not necessary. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. when I say performers have to have it, you don't
0: have to have two million followers, but they do no. think it helps. But... um. <laughs> I, but I do think performers have to just put themselves yes. have videos. You could have five videos of you singing yes. on TikTok and that's it. Yep. Just Absolutely. so people can find you. Mm-hmm. You can use TikTok to help you. If you, you know a show is coming out, you can put the hashtags for that show and mm-hmm. see something from that show. Yeah. That's something. But you don't have to interact with people. You don't have to constantly make content. Yeah.
1: No. And it also doesn't have think- to have to be TikTok. It's just an online presence is right. really important. Yeah. Of course.
0: Yeah. I do think TikTok is, like, a way for the future of theater that isn't being tapped into enough. I actually. agree. hmm mm-hmm. And so I would love to talk to you. There's so much I want to talk to you about. But <laughs> 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 um, just for people out there, because I think in Beetlejuice, it did. It helped our show so wow. much. And so many shows don't even have people that help them with TikTok. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and. Most? So for for you, I think, yeah, right, most. For you, I feel like shows aren't even, like, tapping into your potential. Like, you could go to a show and really help revive a show just yeah. with the videos that you post, being in the show, getting ready for the show, all of that kind of thing.
1: I don't think people get it. And, you know, it's funny because, like… Uh there is a big chunk of people that get it and those people are brands and they're paying us a lot of money to make ads and they're, you know, like part of the world really gets it and is tapping into yeah. it and theater doesn't get it yet. Mm. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like sometimes I go on these podcasts and people will be like, so do you feel like your, your million, two million followers, whatever has like really helped you get the jobs you get. And it's like, I actually have not seen that. Surprising, I know. Maybe that's surprising, but like, you know, I've built so many connections. Things like this, where I meet you, oh my god, how cool, right? But uh, I, I have yet to get a job because of that. Uh, in fact, we talked a little bit about this. Sometimes it sort of hinders you. Sometimes shows are scared of someone with a big following and uh, scared of, you know, I, I think some shows are feel nervous about like how they. Are represented and so they don't want their actors to take that on and and social media is the wild wild west like it's new and it's foreign and it's scary i think but um yeah it like you said i think it it can save shows it can build shows there are all these shows that like Mm -hmm. wouldn't have happened if not for social media so yeah i i think there's a lot of power and
0: and here's the thing here's the thing i don't think shows should be hiring you know, TikTok influencers who aren't talented. Mm-hmm. But there's so many talented people. I mean, I saw your videos. You're crazy talented. <laughs> and it would be it's dumb for shows not to use you, honestly. The fact that, you know, like it's just in my mind, it just is like if I'm gonna choose between two people, why wouldn't I choose the one that's going to that's it's also like an art. You know, mm-hmm. you are creating your own work. You are you have to be um, artistic in order to make these TikToks. You know, so so it's like you're showing me that you have more than what it takes to make it um, in my show.
1: Yeah, I think that we underestimate. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of smarts and uh, like marketing yes. savvy and and yeah. knowing yeah. yourself. And yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. So, just on a technical side, now that you've been doing this for a while, do you have any pointers for our viewers, like are there hashtags that they should use? How do you find
1: about things like that? Oh my gosh, I don't think much about hashtags for what it's worth. Um I'm sure there's an art to that. I don't spend much time there though. Um, uh, you know, trending sounds are a really fun thing to do. Oh. Uh, you know, you see the video. And how do you even find those? Honestly, like just from following other people and seeing what, what sounds they're using. And I mean, I'm thinking trending sounds, uh, not so much like just like use the song that's the most popular at a given time, but like, you know, people do those videos where you like, um, lip sync over someone else saying something and, and then you make it unique to your situation and you know like the comedy in that can be really fun i think mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but uh yeah honestly i i think it's about knowing yourself and about what you have to offer and like um <laughs> there's an art to being succinct i think that people underestimate because uh especially with tiktok like you know videos under a minute just like do better and uh that's that's a really good point yeah if you can get your point across with a really flashy interesting first sentence in 45 seconds or 30 seconds or 15 seconds like that that you know we're living in an age where people have um shorter attention spans (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh for better or for worse so anyway there there's just a you develop an eye i think over time, figuring out what does well and what doesn't. But the other thing is, honestly, I really don't place my value on what goes viral and what doesn't. Like it doesn't um, matter. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I have. Um, <clears throat> I have a belief that actually, like the videos that go viral, awesome, cool. I'm reaching a lot of people, uh, but those aren't necessarily like my core people. Um, so for me, like, you know, my core people would be people who are probably, you know, interested in the arts, interested in singing, interested in theater. Um, and those are the people that are gonna come back, you know, over and over again and ask for advice and maybe take a lesson and uh meet me at a stage door and whatever. Uh, that's, that's who I'm making these videos for, right? So when I do like a viral video of me teaching a voice lesson to a donkey, and it's hysterical, that's awesome. But it's only you know, it's gonna reach, okay, say it reaches 10 million people. That's so great. But it's those aren't my, my core audience. I don't know that they're gonna follow me. I don't know that you know, it's cool. Right. So but so I think there's a lot of value actually in the videos that only get I don't know, 10,000 views because those 10,000 people are, like, the people. And oh. it might not be as flashy of a video, but it's probably a more informational video. It's probably a more... um. So, anyway, there's value to all of it. So, don't put your... I don't know. Don't place too much value on, like, how many views can I get and can I go viral, you know? Does that make sense? That is so smart.
0: Such great <laughs> advice. Um, is there... Have you like paid? Att- I mean, you kind of answered my question just because you don't really pay attention to the volume. But do you pay attention to like the times you post things, or are you supposed to know anything like that? Oh, God,
1: uh, I'm sure that a social media strategist would would tell you yes. Uh, <coughs> you know, I guess I don't. I don't post too early in the morning or too late at night. But otherwise, I I just post. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. And how much how much would you say you post like a week? I usually post like about one video a day, I would say. Oh, wow, um, you do one video a day.
1: Yeah, it used to during my first year and I I do think honestly this is important if you're trying to build a following. Uh during my first year or two I was pretty like um I would just batch film, you know, once a week maybe and have something to post every day. Uh And I was really consistent about it. Um, And these days, I just kind of post when I feel like I can or want. And it's not always every day, but there is something about, yeah, being consistent for sure. Okay. And now
0: you can make money from like people, brands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, that's like the new frontier, right? Like people are realizing that, you know, your typical, you know, video ad that you would place on cable TV, like, isn't reaching everyone because no one has cable TV anymore and all the things, right? Uh, and you can really reach people via social media. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a whole world there and I'm not even... You know, my niche is so like specific that mostly I'm just like working with singing or musical theater adjacent brands, you know, like I'm not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a video for like, you know, milk. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. But right. um, but yeah, there's the whole there. Yeah, there's there's a career in this for sure. Do you have an agent that represents you for things like that? Just recently. Yeah, I signed with a, a management company yeah and that's been really helpful because uh, i I think because it is so like uncharted territory like Uh, i just didn't know what to ask for like i mean yeah candid you know like it's like oh my gosh i'm making a video for someone i mean i make videos when we're right but uh but no you have to know your worth you have to know that um that that spot on your feed means something to this brand and and really can do a lot for this brand. Um, and you, you're going to be selling their product and making them a lot of money. So they should, they should be paying you well, you know? Um, and it's, it's also like, you know, unlike, you know, booking an industrial commercial where you get paid given how many times it is, uh, shown or how many years it's shown, like, you know, there's residuals and all that, like, that's not a, a thing with social media, but they could, If you're not careful you know you could give your content with complete you know no exclusivity and they could have it forever and you know so there's just a lot of things that i've learned from from having a manager things to ask for things to make sure you know to take into account all yeah it's interesting.
0: Thank you so much, Emily Kristen Morris, for being with us and for sharing all your TikTok knowledge. Um, <laughs> I have so many more questions. So I'm going to ask you to come back next week to talk more about your course and um, all of this stuff that you're you're doing to kind of build your own career. Uh, so come back next week, everyone. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for listening. If you would like me to come to your school or theater group and give a master class or a talk back, please reach out at CarrieButlerCoach.com. If you like this podcast and want more episodes, please go to bpnfm Broadway and subscribe, like, or share. Together you and I are